Talking Heads. What the hell is an NFT? Hosted by Ben and Phil starts now. What is up, people? It is Phil and Ben checking in with Talking Heads on this fine Wednesday evening, the hump day. Uh, how are you, Ben? Oh, you're I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey. That damn mute button. I know it. The mute button can get all of us. It'll it'll just uh, grab you for sure. Yeah. Um, and so tonight we are excited. We're going to talk a little bit about MetaMask, setting that up, um, how you get Ethereum there, and all of the, the in-betweens on that because that can be very daunting for a new user. And uh, our show, we really want to make it easy for all users, all newbies, anybody that you know hasn't even been into crypto even. Um, they can set up a MetaMask very easily. I have helped friends myself. And... Um, and it's uh, honestly, it's such a vital thing in the NFT space. So um, and then after that, we will have a special guest, which we're super excited about. It's a project that has been minting for a little while now, um, but uh, a project I'm excited about. And I know I had passed on a little bit of information to Ben as well. It's a Cypher a Square, and um, they are basically an art project that has a lot of utility down the road. They have a lot of things planned, and we'll get into that more here in about 15 minutes when we bring uh cypher square on the stream tonight so what's on your mind ben this uh this week i know there's been some crazy nft things happening and gas wars and different projects that have kind of i don't know maybe not gone out very well and so kind of what are your thoughts uh this week yeah man i feel like it's a little bit of a moment in history right now actually in the nft world because uh we're starting to see some more mainstream mainstream stuff coming into it you know um and what that does is brings in new people, right? People who aren't familiar with how it all works and, uh, and is often celebrity driven. You know, they're, they're coming into this space because they're following people who they already admire or, you know, are interested in. So it could be celebrities or artists or other people like that. And, um, you know, I think it's just a, it's an interesting phenomenon that's led to a lot of hype and some disappointment, some excitement. Um, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's certainly a new a new puzzle piece. Yeah, and we're talking about the stoner cats uh, that dropped. Gosh, it feels like it was like two weeks ago or so. <laughs> it was yesterday, <laughs> I think, right? <laughs> Maybe yesterday or the day before. But um, uh, Aston Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and, and a bunch of other folks um, in, in, in Hollywood, really, uh, came out with this project. And um, obviously cats that are stoned. And they're, they're having an animated series. There's not been a lot of uh, details on that, but, you know, honestly, it's kind of a double edged sword, if you ask me, mm -hmm. um, because like you said, it's going to potentially bring in brand new people, which is great. Like we want NFTs to be more mainstream. That doesn't mean that the mainstream people are necessarily controlling it, but that more people are getting their eyes on NFTs and joining the space. So that is the positive spin. But the negative spin for me is the mint price was absolutely ridiculous uh, at 0.35 Ethereum which I think was, a it was over a thousand dollars, I think, um, at the day of mint, um, or I had to have been, or nearly a thousand, uh, either way with gas fees, because gas went crazy. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, it just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. I thought the art was fine and cool. And, and, you know, if they pull off an animated series and it goes to Netflix because they have the money behind it. Awesome. It'll bring more people in. But if it doesn't do that and it, comes anywhere even below netflix level i feel like you might have just run off some new people that maybe never get back into the nft space yeah that, that that's 
that's what I'm all about with with that. And with there was another drop that uh, people were in the NFT world and some who maybe came to it just for this as well called Vogu, um, and which was some of the coolest art I've seen. I honestly didn't even really look at what what the whole point of it was. I hadn't spent the time to to learn about it. I just thought it looked so cool that I was like, I'm in. Agreed. And and then I think a similar thing happened with both of those projects is they got so hyped. And it kind of taught me something this week, honestly. What it taught me is when the expectations are that high, there's really almost no way to live up to them. I mean, time will tell, right? But when I look at, and of course, Deadheads being a sponsor of our podcast, also doing an animated series, I can't help but compare and contrast the Stoner Cats with Deadheads a little bit. And I think to me, the main difference, I mean, obviously, there's, there's the star power, right, with the, the mainstream celebrities who are in Stoner Cats. But aside from that, the main thing that, that I see is the difference is the expectations are so high because of that celebrity involvement. You almost you like you almost can't even meet the expectations unless it's just the funniest damn show ever. You know? Yeah, it's gonna have it's gonna have to be legitimately a Netflix series that lives on for like multiple seasons. Like right, that. and for them, I hope it is. You know, I mean, whatever. I, I think some people are like, "Oh, their celebrity is so you know they don't get it," and and whatever. You know, I understand that, but but to me, I, I hope it is successful for them for the whole NFT world. But just the bar is set so high because of who they've got on staff, how much money it costs to get into it. Um, whereas with Deadheads, you know, the community that we're in the um the animated series they're creating if it's not an immediate absolute hit right away there's room right i feel like there's a little bit of room to say all right well what about episode two though let's see let's give feedback to see how it could be improved because while everybody's excited the expectations aren't like you know through the roof the way they are with something like that right and i think vogu was similar doesn't have that star power isn't anything about an animated series nothing like that but it was just I'm not even sure what it was about it, but people just really went crazy for it. And um, I had a lot of, had a ton of momentum behind it (laughs) before the drop, during the drop. And then that was another one where I thought the art was really dope, but I'll agree. I didn't, I did not do enough research to really understand what I was potentially getting into. And then the night they tried to mint um, right after stoner cats pushed it as well, they ended up having to push it. And so to me, that was a bummer. Um, because they've had a really rough like 48 hours, I would say, for Vogu. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first night there was some people that were able to mint on contract and get like, I think it was like 70 of them or something, um, even though they like moved the mint, uh, which again, if you're new to the, the space, minting is simply paying for uh, an NFT and it is populated into your wallet. Um, usually revealed instantly though, recently we've had some unrevealed for a couple of days, a week with deadheads, et cetera. But um, so that went poorly. And then even and then I was reading this morning, man, yesterday when they did the the um, the actual mint went off and it went crazy and gas was wild again. Um, and gas is what you're paying to come to try to complete a transaction. And sometimes that fails and we can get into that in a little bit. But I read that the contract was poorly written or some some mistakes were made and there was people minting them over the amount of mint they had. So I think it was Mm -hmm. 7,777. And there were people that were paying thinking they got one over that number, which is absolutely mind boggling. If you ask me, well, that's, I mean, to me, all this stuff is the reason why I said it's a moment in history. Yep. Right. People who, any of us who are in an NFT space right now, new people who are just getting into it. Let's assume we're still going to be in it 
10 years from now, we'll look back and go, man, do you remember in 2021 when, yes. when that was even possible to do right before the technology had gotten to where, so I think this is just like a, a record book uh, moment, you know, this week. So and I, I would agree. And what Ben had said, I hope they all succeed. I swear to you, like yeah, even the projects I mean, I'm not no in, shade, like, no shade, none at all. I hope they succeed. It was just, it was kind of a, a kind of a rough, I don't know, 48 hours for drops, man. And everyone was just worn out. Like I imagine someone just like Wolf. drenched in sweat because they're just so stressed over the 24, 48 hours. Exactly. I mean, I had, I had, you know, uh, set aside some ETH to uh, some ether again, for anyone who's new, that's the, the currency on the Ethereum network um, for that Vogu drop. And when it went sideways, it, again, I wasn't pissed off or anything like that. I just, I just kind of had a moment where I said, you know what? I'm just done with these like overhyped projects. Maybe it will be cool. Maybe I'll miss out. Maybe I'll look back and go, damn, it would have been worth it. But the stress level is so high. So for Agreed. anybody who's, hopefully people are tuning into our show to learn about how to get started on this. My advice would be for your first one, don't chase those hypey ones. Because even if it is something that you could buy and turns out you could have flipped it for a 10, 10X return in a month or something like that, there's going to be more of those. So for your first one, if I was to give one piece of advice to somebody who's new to this space, just pick something that looks cool, right? That yeah. either 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 the art or if you join the Discord and just ask some questions, most communities are really nice, answer all your questions and they'll, you know, you'll find the one that works for you or or what's going on in it. I, I found one through a, a deadhead friend called Bushido Apes this week. Have you seen this? I have, yes. So it's a derivative off of the uh, the board apes. And, but it's not just, and they've, they've, there's an artist who's taken the images from the apes and made them look like samurai, yep. but it's not just the artwork. They're playing like a D and D style role-playing game and mm -hmm. you can enter your samurai and there's like enemies that come into the town. And so there's somebody driving the narrative in the discord and you can like, you know, you can decapitate a ninja and like keep the head as a prize. And that's a new NFT you get like, that's to me, that's just not just artwork, not just you're going to get airdrops or these free things or, or giveaways or whatever. It's a game, right? Yeah. And it's uh, so my advice would be check out a lot of things. Take your time. Don't fall into the hype. Maybe uh, maybe yeah. do a hype project later <laughs> once you get For used sure. to the whole. And I think know? what you said at the very beginning is I know, it's like such a cliche thing to say, but it's so true is get into a project that you find and maybe even on your own, to be honest, that you just like the art and maybe you talk to some of the team or some of the people like Ben said in the discord. And it doesn't matter if it's a project with a hundred people in the discord or a thousand people or whatever in somewhere in between. I think you have to find something you like mm -hmm. because, you know, worst case scenario, if you love the art and you really think it's cool and you wanted to hold it anyways, if worst case scenario, it doesn't go as planned you still have a piece of art that you think is really dope. So yeah. like, obviously we want all these projects to do well. That's just not reality though. And so I think you really do have to think about what you like. I got bored apes when they were minting because I honest to God, liked the art people yeah. might be like, there's no way you like the freaking art of the ape. I swear to God. It was like the first one where I was like, I, I like this. Cool. Yeah. Because like the bit uh, art to me, like I don't, I don't love that. And so mm -hmm. um, it was like the, and there was so much of that coming out that, it was kind of the first one that was like, hey, this is actual artwork uh, or, or not, you know, bit crypto punk esque, you know, step siblings. Um, this was something that was new. And so I just aped in.
Riddler said I was probably not wearing any pants. I can promise you <laughs> no I'm promises. not I'm not wearing pants. It is hot in Dallas, but I'm wearing shorts. So I'm not just in my skivvies. So, nice. you know, as we um, talk again today and tonight, we want to focus specifically on MetaMask and setting that up and kind of the processes of getting that set up, getting some uh, Ethereum in there and um, and kind of getting your on your you on your way to um, collecting and buying and minting your first NFT. So, uh, Ben, if you want to go ahead and share your screen. Yep. All right. Can you see this? Yes. All right. So I actually removed the plugin. So MetaMask is a, a, a Chrome plugin. There's a mobile app as well. But um, I removed it so I could add it back in just for this. Perfect. So I'm going to do that here. Okay. And then we'll add it. And so obviously with MetaMask, it's got the Fox logo. Again, you don't want to accidentally do one of the wrong things and, and we'll try to point you in the right direction because there are, are so many scams for newbies that's right yeah and i'm actually using an alternate um chrome account even right now because you just never can be too safe this is one i don't really use so here uh it's going to give you two options and if you are new you don't have a wallet yeah, right. But this MetaMask is your crypto wallet. You can store cryptocurrency in here. It's where you store your actual NFTs. Uh, and it's how you log into all kinds of websites, any website where you're going to mint an NFT for a new new collection that's coming out. If you go on OpenSea or Rarible or these different exchanges, as long as you're on the Ethereum blockchain, your uh, MetaMask is kind of the go to. So we're going to create here. All right, there's a little video here to teach you. I'm the, this is new. I'm glad they have this. Yeah, I was just going to say that is definitely a new feature from when I yeah, um, was setting mine up. Safe. Yep. So I'll just go to next. And then what it's going to do is going to give you this secret backup phrase. Now, this is the phrase you never want to lose, never want to give it to anybody. As you're coming into the NFT space, uh, you might hear people saying, never give out your private key, right? Your public address, that's like giving someone your email address. People can send you stuff, but they can't take anything from you. If you gave this phrase, and it'll just be a random set of words here when you first get it, it's totally random. Uh, but you never want to give this to anybody because if you do, they can access everything in your wallet and do anything they want with it and you'll never find it. So that's the thing about the blockchain uh, is it's very, very secure, but the security is in your hands. Completely. And on that note, obviously, um, they also talk about obviously not keeping this stored on your computer or laptop or phone because there's so many easy ways that folks can can hack into your computer, your iPhone, whatever it may be, and then find your phrase and then you're screwed as well. So literally writing it on paper, which seems crazy nowadays, yeah, but it's like been. it's vital. And, and I put mine on a post-it note and I kept it. Uh, I keep it where I know where it is and I know it's not going anywhere. And so, there, you know, there's been people that have use like metal with a with a nail and like sketched it out i'm like man mm -hmm. I, I think that would take me probably like a week so I, I don't know if i could try that but it's just it's imperative that you do not share this with anyone no matter who it is or yeah. you think they are because you're going to get when you get into the space you get into the discord which you talked about last week is where you interact with communities and things you're occasionally going to get dm'd by someone that says they're gary v and it's not going to be Gary V asking for your seed phrase. I promise you he's not asking for it. Yeah, really. <laughs> so now I've taken, I just, I, I quickly put it into a word doc just to have the correct order here. And what I would do if I wasn't, this is just a dummy one. I'm not going to use this for anything. It's just for demonstration. But if I was going to keep this, I would take 
those that phrase, these words, and printed out probably a few copies of it and uh, yep. keep them somewhere secure. I've heard of people putting them in safety deposit boxes at the bank, uh, giving one to their parents or their, right. somebody they know they can trust. Cause that's crazy too. Cause you don't, you don't necessarily think about it, but like the more like morbid side of things is if you ever perished or something yeah, and you or have all you these assets. Fire, yeah. And you have all you these know. assets and it's just gone. Like that yeah. would be awful. So here we go. So now I've got that in there. Uh, now I don't want to take those, I think it's 12 or so words and put them in a, uh, sorry. Uh, I don't want to put them in like a Google drive or anything like that. That could be relatively easily hacked into. Again, I would keep it entirely offline. Absolutely. Um, and that's so what everyone that is in the game will tell you. Do not save it anywhere where someone could potentially get it. In fact, I'm just going to delete that word doc now and I will never use this wallet again. <laughs> I like the, I like this from the Riddler. Put it in the discord question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Directly. Just go ahead and link it. The seed phrase straight in. You're right. going to get a lot from this fake uh, zero ETH account. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now that we're in this, this is your wallet, right? So you can use it to log into things. This is a place where you could send your ether or your other cryptocurrencies from Coinbase or any other platform you're using to buy, uh, buy those cryptocurrencies, um, or you can buy it directly right here. And so once you have that in your account, you can go to like an open And what you'll do is log in. It'll just take you to sign in next connect. Yep. Now you're connected. So Easy. I've got, Nothing to display here, but I logged in. So if I did buy something, it's this wallet that gives me access to my collection here. I can go to the homepage, explore for, you know, whatever it is I want to get. And if I had any funds in this account, I could buy a Fox, right? Or whatever it is I want yeah. to buy. Of course, if I go to buy here, yep. it's going to say add funds. Denied. You don't have that cash, homie. So now this is a cool feature that OpenSea has added is that you can actually use a credit card now to get it straight to your wallet via their system. So it's still going to end up in your MetaMask wallet, but it'll be immediately sent from the wallet to OpenSea to buy. And one thing on the uh, getting Ethereum or other coins that you need for OpenSea and other um, uh, NFT marketplaces is some states, aka Texas, where I am located currently, you cannot do it directly from MetaMask. And so for me, there's like mm -hmm. a whole nother step, which is not hard, mm -hmm. but buying Ethereum on like a Coinbase or something and then sending it directly. And if you can show um, Ben where your um, your public address is, where you oh, would yeah. copy that. So right so, here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say about it? So I was going to say, so for Coinbase, you got to just copy this over. And this is a public address. This is not something that you have to be worried about if you send to someone. That is how they can send you uh, or a, a business, or obviously uh, when you buy an NFT, the project can send you your assets, your NFT, your coins, whatever it is. That's how they're able to send it. And so for Coinbase, it's very simple. You buy it in Coinbase, you um, you go to transfer it or send it, and you can simply copy and paste your public address. I always like triple check because I'm mm -hmm. so par freaking paranoid that I'm yeah. going to send it to some the ether where it's like nowhere. Yeah. But but um, it, it's very, it's honestly very easy once you've done it a couple times. Again, I still d double check, but it takes about, I'd say I did it a couple days ago. It took like maybe two minutes to do that entire process, buying uh, Ethereum on Coinbase and then sending it directly to my MetaMask through the public 
address that I just copied and pasted directly from MetaMask. And you'll see that showing up here. So if you did that pretty quickly, you'd see that it was pending here in activity. And yep. pretty shortly after that, it would actually be here in your account. Yeah, for sure. So and, there's and so it, much more we can explore about this. Yeah. One. We'll do more episodes on it, I'm sure. Um, but um, this was step one. This is yeah, this is how to what, set it up. What is MetaMask? How do I set it up? And obviously, for some of us, um, me specifically in Texas, and there might be other states, I'm sure there are, um, having to go through a Coinbase or some other place where you can buy coins and then send them over. It's not hard. It's just one extra step. Another thing about MetaMask that's cool, when you have your wallet, you can see the public address, you can see the, the amount of Ethereum and other coins you have, but you can also see the NFTs, which is cool. And it takes a minute sometimes for them to show up in your MetaMask wallet, but but they're there. Like they're there, they will show up. So if I open my MetaMask, you would see my board apes, you'd see my deadheads, and you can see the pictures of them too, which I think is really cool. Because they could have just done it where like they put the serial number of whatever you minted, you know, board ape 1362, and there's no number or no picture. I actually love that you can actually see them physically in your mm -hmm. wallet. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that it's such a small detail, but to me, um, I think it's rad for sure. Yeah, man. So um, we got some guests coming in, right? We do. We're going to yeah. bring. We're going to bring on Cypher here um, and uh, just a quick introduction. Cypher Squares, it is a an art project and he'll speak on it way better than I. Um, but they want you to think about it as a season pass. This is something that they've got plans down the line to give you more assets um, and, and to hold, which I am. And I think Ben probably is as well. We're all about uh, showing love to the holders. Um, and that isn't necessarily just airdropping things left and right and here and there, but just showing a little bit of love to those people that get into this space. So I'm going to bring on Cypher. How are you, my friend? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, my friend. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, because you'll speak on it better than I, uh, can you just talk a little bit about what is Cypher Squares? When did you get started? Kind of what was the process of setting up the project uh, initially? Yeah, so project started kind of the genesis was um, earlier this year. Uh, you know, for those who are on the spaces last Friday, kind of kind of went over some of this stuff, but I'll just I'll just jump kind of give a little bit of overview. So been in crypto since a long time, um, 2013, got the first Bitcoin and, you know, sold it uh, way too early. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, kind of stuck around here and there and, um, you know, slowly just kind of became more and more involved in the space until, um, you know, kind of, uh, decided with some, with some friends to start uh, building some projects and, and that started early this year. Um, so kind of had this idea for Cypher Squares, uh, kind of built off the ideas of, of hash masks and kind of um, having another layer of interactivity inside uh, inside of the NFTs. So kind of kind of giving the user kind of something to do beyond, you know, um, just kind of having the artwork to look at kind of that interactivity. Um, I know you're kind of referencing that with uh, Bushido Apes kind of having that, uh, you know, another layer. But um, yeah, in the, in the future, we've got we've got a lot more kind of planned for that arena. And that's you know, has to do with the season pass aspect um, of, of the project. So could you talk about that, the whole season pass thing to elaborate on that for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Cypher Squares is, is our first kind of project here. And 
you can see that as it's a season pass. So uh, what we have releasing next is, is an avatar drop. So that's uh, neon junkies. And really what we're trying to do here is, is build out the brand and build out the lore. Um, and we have some really, uh, don't want to make the announcement yet, but uh, the drop after neon junkies is uh, will be uh, pretty interesting. So um, basically that'll kind of flesh out the lore a little bit further and also give people another, it's something that hasn't been done in the NFT space. So and maybe far. maybe we should take a step back too and just say the sort of core things. I've, I've been looking at Cypher Squares because of Phil here. Um, there's a, a bit of a, a puzzle or a game going on, right? It's a, it's a Cypher. I mean, it, that's the, hence the name, right? But you're yeah. supposed to sort of crack the code and could potentially win uh, a bunch of ETH or something, right? What, yes, yes. I mean, but and then the season passes is on top of that, right? So yeah, maybe maybe I jumped ahead, but uh, maybe we start there actually. Sure, sure. So so the puzzle kind of is is a pretty unique take on uh, on on hash masks. Where there was kind of this, you know, you put a couple pieces together and you maybe get a poem or something like that. And we really took that concept a, a few steps further and kind of interact, uh, you know gave it another layer of um, just another layer of interactivity. So, so what, what the main puzzle is, is we have, um, we have kind of clues and you search through some of these cipher squares and on some of them, some of them are hidden pretty well. So you get really got to take a close look. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, they're not as, as obvious as, as others, but, but there's some clues on them and, and in total, there's there's ten clues. There's a few um, kind of Easter eggs hidden throughout them with clues as well. So not not necessarily every single one leads to uh, you know the correct um, location of what we call the Holy Grail is is the winning NFT. Um, so yeah, kind of you know, we, we want to foster a community and build a community around that um, and kind of get people involved with that too and you know attaching a nice hefty price tag to that uh you know encourages encourages some people to get in and really kind of kind of take that next step and, and explore it a little further yeah and we were showing a few of the different squares um that you had posted on twitter and and i'm going to pull up open here in just a second but um you know you talked about obviously the like the holy grail the 50 eth that's absurd right like that would be insane to um to win but I know when we talked on the space, it was like you you and the team, you like want collaboration. This isn't something that like Phil has to set out on a voyage because I would be screwed anyways. But Phil does not have to set out on a voyage by himself and say, I'm going to solve this freaking master puzzle by myself. You kind of want that community building and finding little pockets or little teams that can kind of come together and make something happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think... I think the project, I mean, by, by nature, it's, it's a difficult, uh, cipher to solve. So, you know, kind of getting people putting their heads together and, and really trying to kind of work through that. Uh, we don't expect it to be solved in a day or a week, you know, it's kind of a more uh, progressive uh, thing. And, you know, with time, I think, I think people will start to uncover these pieces once it starts getting a little bit more, um, uh, traffic too. I think, I think some of these will, yeah, once they get uncovered, honestly. So, but there are there are parallels uh, among the clues. So, so kind of being able to look at those. And you can see some of the cipher squares. These are some that are on OpenSea. Some are not listed. Some are. And I just 
I swear to God, I think the art is so dope. Um, even if it was just, uh, just the art and like a puzzle that I could maybe win some ETH and, and you know, uh, the first giveaway for one ETH is at 500 sales and we're approaching that relatively quickly. Even if that's all it was and it was like done, that's, that's it, man, I'm in for it. Cause the art is so cool. Like there's so many different styles. Can you kind of talk about, you know, how the process of making the art and like the different stylistic, um, ideas, I suppose, or the way that you were able to take art and change it so dramatically that like these just, they look like fine art, but it's such, there's so many different stylistic interpretations throughout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was definitely a, quite a lengthy process. I guess I'll just kind of go first into kind of the, our, our thinking behind the art, kind of that that idea. So, so and like I said on the spaces before, we, we thought it was kind of interesting to take um, take the art almost as like a timeline. Um, so you kind of see these different eras of art. And, and obviously, you know, we kind of progressed throughout time, throughout, you know, the medieval times, all the way up until um, um, uh, the Expressionist era. And basically, you know, it's kind of taking older art, you know, what's been appreciated throughout forever times and, you know, taking it through uh, kind of a modernization, uh, essentially, or a digitalization, which kind of mirrors the, the digitalization of art. In a way, so it was really that was kind of the inspiration behind using the pieces. Um, it's also helpful to kind of build in a little lore, learn a little bit of kind of the history behind the art and stuff like that. And then in terms of in uh, in terms of how it was created, so there's it's a multi-step process. So the first process um, we used uh, like an artificial intelligence, so it gets trained essentially on recognizing images and you can you can think of this um in a way of uh so you take an, an image google is trained to recognize a, a specific image whether that's you know a dog or an eye or something like that but what we can do is we can take the process and we can reverse this process so instead of trying to recognize uh the face of the image what it does is it constructs images out of the image that already exists. So what it'll do is it'll run uh, first kind of like a, a scan layer and it goes, hey, are there any eyes in this uh, piece? And it'll kind of enhance that through kind of iterations in this sense, uh, kind of enhancing uh, on this gradient, basically scale. Um, so over time that creates these kind of uh, psychedelic pictures. It's almost kind of like um, when somebody's looking in uh, you know, you're looking up at the sky and looking at clouds, you're kind of, you know, piecing together what's the cloud is. That's essentially what uh, this program is doing. Um, so that's kind of the first step to our process. Uh, it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting method there. But so the second, second method is using, uh, they're called filter trees. So what we do for the next method is, this, this method was a lot of trial and error, but essentially we're using a different, uh, different algorithms. Uh, this is all open source software and they're filters that essentially interact with each other and create these different effects. So for instance, we can take uh, for that one that you're looking at right there, we can, um, we can tell it to uh, invert and show 
a certain color so it will refract the light in a specific way. We can tell the computer program to, hey, let's refract the light in this specific manner. And then from there, we can, there are some manual processes and all of this, you know, kind of tweaking the variables, coming up with the, uh, the right uh, mechanisms to, to do this. Um, so, so it really was um, just kind of uh, exploring this avenue. And then from there, we also, you can see in that one, there's a, a clue up at the top, um, little oh, well disguise yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for so sure we threw a, a few in there as well and then yeah a lot of the a lot of the frames and backgrounds use um some ciphers uh includes as well i just i got lost in the in that like little closet area for a second i was dying laughing <laughs> i was trying not to laugh on on the, on the freaking mic because i'm like trying to control this and listen and I like walked into the some closet area and I thought I was stuck, but yeah, this is a vir virtual gallery on cyphersquares.com. Um, you can mint straight from the site. Very easy to do. No problems whatsoever. No crazy gas uh, wars like we've had here this past week with some of the uh, avatar projects. And, and I think this, this virtual gallery is really cool because people can take a look at some that are obviously out here and, and, and find some clues potentially and, and, and start, uh, sketching down uh, ideas or things they think might might get them to the holy grail and so um can you talk a little bit about neon junkies i know that obviously that is something that is um in the future obviously by the way if you haven't got a cypher square yet you have to at least mint one like it's you just have to uh they're so cool i, I was just about to grab one but and you mentioned gas wars it's nothing crazy but gas is a little high right now, now. So i'm like hey, i'm just i'm gonna wait a little bit yeah <laughs> okay so on that note uh yeah. don't don't do it if the gas is high but even still um keep yeah. it keep it bookmarked and and take a look at one like we did i did a giveaway um for one it was for basically 24 hours and and the guy that won it i i have uh uh, talk to him in different discords and he, and he DM me and he's like, these are so cool. Cause he received it from cypher and he like loved it and he wasn't in the project yet. And so for me, that's like what I keep telling people. I said, you just have to check it out. Um, take a look at OpenSea. take a look at the virtual gallery. If you tell me you can't find one, that's not like to your liking, I would be, um, because there's such a wide variety of styles too. It's not, it's not all just, you know, I'm, I'm very like, on the trippy side and I like that kind of thing, but it's not all that either. There's some others, some of the black and white stuff is beautiful. And so like, even if it's just for the art and you're, and you're not a puzzle person, I, I promise you we've all minted things that are much worse than the art you're going to get in this project. I promise you we all have, and there's just so much more coming kind of down the pike. So um, I would just love to hear a little bit about the neon junkies. I know it's still early, teased a little bit of that in the discord and then twitter but like kind of what your vision is without spilling too much you can give a crumb or two but um what is that about sure sure um yeah so for those of you who don't know neon junkies is is our avatar project and uh, definitely got some announcements regarding launch date coming soon probably probably sooner than uh than you think <laughs> um so just, you know, uh, we're getting some some of the assets coming in with that. It's looking great. Um, so basically, Neon Junkies is is the beginning of kind of setting our story and our lore. So um, essentially, the characters are 
junkies for neon, which is this um, chemical that allows these humans to interface, uh, interface with machines. Um, and it's kind of this cyberpunk inspired world that we're building out. And um, like I kind of hinted at a little bit before, we got some things with lore, um, specifically uh, collectible lore that'll be coming as a drop for the Cypher Squares holders. And uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting stuff being able to, um, to really kind of pull out the story. And it's just so hard to, to, to talk about it without giving it away. Motto here is to just kind of bring the high quality stuff. You know, maybe, maybe it takes, you know, another couple of weeks, but it, it is really about bringing that high quality art. And so, you know, having something that visually pops is definitely very important to us. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, some of the other future stuff, um, we're looking to have a platform for users to interface with each other, kind of, kind of like a gallery that you saw there, but with expanded functionality. So, you know, a, a way for users to kind of talk, kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, uh, like a Decentraland, but on, on a much smaller scale and more kind of just to interact with people. For sure. And so obviously a lot of things, you know, the season pass idea that this is not just a one-off thing. Um, they're in it for the long haul. And, and so what I would suggest is uh, not financial advice, but I would definitely get a Cypher Square. And I would mint one because like then it's a surprise. And um, and I, ever, the, the, I had gotten two and both of the ones I got were completely different and I loved them both. Um, and then get in the Discord, chop it up with some people in there. It's a lot of fun. There's good energy in there as well. And, you know, even if maybe you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, I don't currently have 0.09 ETH. And, and I hear that because that's sometimes that's me um, more often than not. Uh, still get into the Discord. Check out the Discord. Check out the site. Follow them on Twitter. Follow Neon Junkies on Twitter. There's good stuff coming. This is great, uh, great artwork. Number one for me, that is huge. Um, the team behind it is is very fair, legit, very open about things. And I appreciate that as well. And so can you talk a little bit about, I know you said it's kind of a group of friends, but kind of um, kind of your, your team, you don't have to say names, of course, it's more so, you know, what, what, how big is your team kind of, um, how does that work? So the team is, is it's a variable shift. So, so currently there's three core members that are, you know, full-time dedicated to growing the project and, um, we've, we've kind of adopted, adopted some, some names here. So on Cypher Core, we have Cypher, uh, well, I'll just go into my role. Cypher Core is the, the idea, bringing everybody together and also kind of doing this, uh, marketing front facing stuff. And then we have Cypher Wise, who's a developer, um, who's been a Solidity developer for four years now. So, uh, pretty seasoned, uh, in that capacity. And then we have uh, Cypher Drip, who's, who's kind of in charge of the artistic design and working with uh, artists as well as creating the art um, himself. So, so, so there's kind of three core members. We're definitely expanding, uh, looking to expand at least. Um, definitely, um, you know, looking for other people to help is always useful, especially with uh, a lot of these upcoming drops. We're kind of, uh, we're just busy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, and but like to you saying you're busy, that's a good thing. Like mm -hmm. we yeah. want teams that are busy, that are working behind the scenes. And so I think another thing that I've appreciated is that it hasn't been like, like, obviously we want as, as someone that's in the project, if 
financially myself, like I want them all to sell out because then we get to the, you know, we get to the big 50 treasure map and cipher and stuff, but um, it hasn't been over the top pushy. But what I'm going to yeah. say is I think it's dope. And if you're in the community, we need to spread the word, show the cipher squares you get. If you're on the, the uh, stream tonight and you get one, put it on Twitter, tag them. Um, show some love because every single time I've seen a tweet about Cypher Squares or somebody like showing their art, and I'm not joking, every single one of them, they're like, we really like this art. Like, I like the art a lot. It is really, really cool. Uh, I, I saw some people on Twitter that have large followings that are like trying to get some of their people that to get into the project just because the art is really cool. And that mm -hmm. has, and that, that's like not even getting into everything else. If you're just looking at the art, it's something completely different. I feel like we should all be craving a little of that. And uh, and it's beautiful. It's like something you could legitimately like hang in your in your house, you know, like it's it's a fine art piece. You know, it's it's interesting, right? Because we were just talking about the beginning of this episode, the hype, right? And when these projects sell out in 15 minutes. And I I'm starting to feel like where this space will go to, there will always be projects like that. But as NFTs evolve and go more mainstream and more people start getting involved in it, there will be those hypey projects occasionally uh, or maybe often. But I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards one they can study, learn about. They can feel that. I mean, I go on Cypher Squares and I'm learning learn about it from you guys right now. And uh, and I'm going, I can watch this for a little while. I don't have to like rush and, you know, uh, trying to make it to the mint is at five o'clock. So skip dinner and yeah, you know, and I, I just feel like more people because all this is about having fun and, and, you know, maybe making some money and all that too, but not having that high stress, whatever. I think people are going to start gravitating towards these slower burn projects where you can just take your time with it and get to know people who are involved and all of that. I mean, I agree, Ben, right. I, slow I, burn I, thing for sure. I got, I mean, uh, and of course, you know, Deadheads um, was was not that way. Sold out very fast. I got into it after that initial mint, after the sellout, and but before the reveal. And I went into it pretty hard, as you know. I consider myself lucky because I went with gut feeling, and it worked out. But there's plenty of those where it people just jump in because of the hype, and then they're let down afterwards. Yeah, for right? sure. And so, the, the hype train can crash train or you over you, man. yeah absolutely but it's but you see everyone else flocking to it i kind of uh, maybe this is a stupid analogy but i have chickens okay i got four chickens at my house <laughs> and if one of them has something it could be a tomato or it could be a rock and if the other ones notice that one of them has it they all go in a frenzy what do you have i want it and yeah. then we humans are not much different <laughs> right? right so anyway i just think there's i think there's a whole story to the nft history books to be told about slow burn projects absolutely and for those asking obviously um it is www.cyphersquares.com and you can mint directly on site which is also obviously something we all like and the mint button does work which sometimes it doesn't in some of these projects which <laughs> is also mind-bending but what were you gonna say cypher i kind of cut you off Oh, no worries. Yeah, I, I do think there's something to be said about, you know, kind of growing a project slowly in terms of longevity, too. And really, that's what we're targeting here is longevity and, and you know, being a, a, a brand, essentially. And, sure. you know, I think I think time, you know, when people start seeing some of the new drops, you know, I think the value will definitely be realized.
Yeah, for sure. And and again, I the the long term view. We get caught up in the short term things. And honestly, I was hosting a space on my drive home from work today, and I was thinking about um, just the hype train and how right now a lot of these projects are kind of built for flippers. And that's not me completely hating on flippers, but it's kind of set up that way where it's like, hey, mint as many as you possibly can and flip them instantly within thirty minutes. There's no wait for anything. You don't really care where the project's going. If we're being honest, you're just trying to, you know, make a buck real quick. And so for this, where it's a long-term vision, wanting to reward holders, I think that is that is needed in the space because some of that I think is getting lost um, in the weeds a little bit. So, is there anything else that you would want to say to anyone that's interested in joining the project, um, checking out Cipher Squares, Neon Junkies, anything at all? Otherwise, uh, we'll let you take off and just say thank you. But is there any last moment pieces of information you think would be great for the listener? Yeah, I mean, definitely keep an eye out on our Discord and our Twitter. We'll have some stuff out about Neon Junkies, and um, yeah, just come in and join the join the Discord community and say hi. We're happy to talk. Hell yeah, man. So again, thank you again for coming through. Ben and I greatly appreciate it. This was a great talk, just like the Twitter space. I feel like the two times that we've talked um, via our voices, it has been uh, more enlightening and made me more bullish every time I talk to you. So again, thank you so much for taking the time and, uh, and we'll see you soon. Wonderful. Thank you both for having me on. Thanks, Cypher. So there you go, Ben. That's right. uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a project that you know I've been in for a little bit. I got in actually a little bit of history on the project that we didn't get into because I didn't think it was vital necessarily. But if you had stumbled upon Cipher Squares originally, they were on a bonding curve that started at 0.01, and then it was going all the way up to past one ETH for the last like ten or something like that. And that's because when they came into the space and when they were developing this, uh, Hashmask had been doing that where it was on a bonding curve and kind of a lot of these projects were. Hey, the bonding curve works. People like the bonding curve because if you get in early, you can get it for really cheap. Well, that changed, as we all know. And, and really, the flat mint um, or flat rate mint is kind of where everything's headed. And mm-hmm. so I, I think they made the right decision to take some community feedback. And they went in and changed the smart contract. Like They did so right. much work. And it was I saw that announcement. Too. come out. I remember that. Yeah. And it was quick work where they went in, they redid the contract. Um, I had already had some of the original ones. And so it was like a brand new thing. It came up on Open City different. Everything was different. Um, but what's also cool is if you got in on the bonding curve, they're calling it like a founders thing where they haven't announced what they're going to do, but they do want to say thank you for those first couple hundred people mm-hmm. that had minted on the curve. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it's something that if you have it, I would suggest holding because mm-hmm. down the line there could be something coming. And and for the price you paid. I think anything there would be um, would be good because you also got obviously the new contract. It wasn't like you had to pay again for it. And uh, and then they went to revealing the art as well, which I thought was a really good decision because at first it was like, well, we don't want to reveal the art too early because we have this huge two. It was supposed to be like 250 ETH at the end. Right. Um, and so obviously you don't want people taking clues and they solve it early and you still have a thousand to mint. That probably wouldn't happen, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. And so I they changed them. that yeah. where now you can see the art again. Amazing decision because when I saw the art, I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is really freaking cool. Right on. And then they added a couple other things where they're giving away like an ETH at 500 sold. I think another ETH at 1,000 or 1,500 or something. It's on it's on their website, but they made some decisions that that um, affected the, the uh, holy, holy grail at the end. But I think it was the right decision. So instead of 250, it's still 50 freaking ETH. Like 
Mm-hmm. You're telling me you're going to be pissed off if you spent <laughs> 0.09 and got 50 freaking ETH or split right, it with five, right. 10 people, whatever. Yeah. Like that's still insane. That's like life changing money for some people, for a lot of people. And so I just, I'm definitely bullish. I'm, I'm interested to see if it ever takes off and runs. I do think it's coming. Um, but what I would say is check out, check out the freaking art, go to their virtual gallery, scroll open, see, Again, if you're brand new to this space, OpenSea is just a marketplace. Think about it as like an Amazon or an eBay. More like an eBay because you can make bids on things. Right. But a classier eBay even. I would Go say, ahead. yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, again, my, my mind is always trying to focus on people who are brand new to the space. And so I'm thinking if if you want to just dip a toe in the water, um, there are some of these uh cypher cypher squares on OpenSea for less than that mint price it sounds like there's benefit to minting one directly from the website but if you're like you know i'm not sure i want to spend that much money yet i'm right. just still figuring this out there are some on there you can be you can become a part of this and i think pretty much all newer nft projects now and even old ones who didn't used to now have added some utility so they're going to be you know introducing uh activities or games or what they call airdrops, which is when essentially you just get a new NFT for free from them, or you get inside information about future things they're doing or whatever. Um, you're still going to get to participate in that, even if you buy it on the, what we would call yes. the secondary market, right? On OpenSea. So both are options. Sounds like maybe there's benefit to minting directly, but this isn't just for Cypher Squares, really for, for yeah. a lot of stuff. And I want to just say one Final thing. I don't know if we're going to cut off right at the bottom of the hour here or not, but well, we can talk for a little bit. We'll talk for a little bit longer. I just wanted to mention um, if you are new to the space and you're trying to figure out what you might want to get, Twitter is the place to be because 100%. I mean, honestly, I'm like, what is Twitter other than NFTs anymore? Do other people do? <laughs> yeah. Do people That's do all my, That is literally all I my literally, feed is. And I'm a huge sports and music guy. And right. literally, the only thing I freaking see now is just NFT stuff. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to, Go on Twitter, tag us, our show, Talking Heads with the Z, and ask the question, what NFT should I get? Hashtag NFT community. Yeah. People, people pay attention to that hashtag. They may respond to you just because you use that hashtag. But if you tag us, we'll retweet you as well. And Absolutely. We, we don't have like a million followers or anything. But between we're the two of there. us, we, we've got a few thousand between the two of us and our communities we're part of. So, And trust me, people who are really feeling passionate about the collections, the communities they're in, they're going to respond and they're going to give you reason. You can respond yeah. to them and say, okay, that one, why that one? What is it mm-hmm. about that one? And people will answer you. They get into it. So Twitter's the place to, to do a little hunting, a little shopping, a little research. 100% Ben. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's, that's truly where I found board apes. That's where I found all these other ones that I, I kind of first got into was Twitter. It wasn't like, I wasn't like just scrolling open C I was new to the space myself. So I like open C was, at first, I was like, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing here. Like, all these freaking random projects are populating. And I was an idiot. Like, I wasn't filtering anything. So I'm just scrolling and seeing mm-hmm. random arrays of things. And so Twitter is 100% the place to be. And there's a lot of good people on Twitter that can give you great information. Just tag NFT. Look up NFT things. Jump in a Twitter space. You do not have to say anything. Mm-hmm. If you see a Twitter space by someone that you're following, if you follow Ben and I, we do them all the time. Jump in and just listen to us talk. And we'll talk yeah. to creative people, brand new projects that we don't even know about. We've had a couple come in and ask questions and kind of talk about their project and their vision. 
And then we also just talk to community members because that is so important. And and once you get into the NFT space, it is it is a family, 100%. I don't care how cheesy that sounds. It's a family. And so like you collaborate together, you vibe together. Occasionally you might even, you know, say something nasty to each other because you get on each other's nerves. But in the <laughs> end, but in the end, we all want the same thing. And that's NFTs to do well, artists to get a better cut of what they're doing, which is amazing things. And also, you know, holders or people that are buying these things to have a stake in it, a real stake in it, not just put it on your wall and hope that it appreciates more than that and being able to communicate. And so, again, we talked about at the top of the show, the stoner cats. I don't know how much that's going to go on. That's not me completely hating, but like, I don't, I'll be honest. Like if you're a million dollar group already, like why are you going to ask Phil and Ben what the hell we think? Like, let's be, let's just be real. Like, I don't think they really needed our money. They just got it right. Everyone minted and it was crazy. And so, Mm -hmm. but if you look at, and I'm going to use deadheads because we're both in it, they are continually, continually, asking for community feedback, asking for voice actors for the series, asking yeah. for, hey, do you have a deadhead that might fit this personality trait? Hey, show them here. We're going to pick some. Reaching out to you know Ben and I are in the marketing and outreach. There's all these teams that are doing great oh, things and, and collaborating. And it's just like, it's absolutely mind-numbing because they've made it so decentralized, more so than I think any project I'm in. And that's saying something is it's, it's like, hey, let's do this all together and let's freaking fly. Yeah, man, we had this. Um, so yeah, with us both being, of course, part of that marketing group, uh, we'd had a meeting with a very big game developer earlier this week. And after we finished the meeting, we were like, all right, so let's come up with some ideas to go back to them with. They were looking for something that could be kind of a quick win, you know, not necessarily going to jump in with both feet together right away into some huge project. So we were trying to think what kind of game, what could be short term, what could be long term? Is there something we can do with these guys, some kind of partnership collaboration that would be relatively low investment, low effort, just to have a quick win, right? And then build something bigger. And we were kind of, you know, just trying to think of good ideas. And then we came into the Discord and Fire, the admin, set up a new channel, DH Games, and we just invited people to it. We had like 200 ideas in like 15 minutes. Absolutely. And it was just like, boom, there you go. You know, like even the logo, dude, like what other project is like, hey, all of you people in here, Go ahead and try to design a logo. And guess what? We're actually going to choose one of these. And we're going to actually, hold on. We're going to vote on this as a community. And it's going to be our official logo. Like, mm-hmm. who actually does that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy, but it's crazy cool. Like, I'm just, I'm so bullish on the project. I'm bullish on NFTs as a whole. I'm always looking for creative ways for utility. And and again, I'm just going to say it one last time. I am I am a holder myself. That doesn't mean I'll never sell. But I am all for rewarding people that hold with your project because those are the true people that want to see you succeed, right? Those are the people that are going to ride with you, and it's because they really love the art. They love you as a team, and they love the group. So, um, again, this was a fun stream. Once again, Ben, that's basically an hour, which is pretty much perfect. We talked about we want yeah. our streams to be about an hour, and and we're basically there. So, um, I, I, I just saw a comment here, by the way, from Lou Dog Sports. that says, "I bought a stoner cat today. Am I NGMI?" Oh, no, which, by, I by know the Lou. Way, Good old Lou. Yeah, this is this is a uh, by the way a phrase. Not going to make it. You know, it's yeah. kind of an NFT phrase that either you know we are going to make it, Wag me or or MGMI not going to make it. 
I don't think that it's not going to make it. No, I just Lou, to me, Lou, it's, it's all a about. Joker. Oh, he's a joker. Right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I know Lou well, and I guarantee that dude's going to flip it for like ten x or so. So he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll definitely make it. No, yeah, I, again, yeah. Like, I wasn't we trying to throw it. shade at that project no. either earlier. All I was saying is the expectations are very, very high. Yeah, right. For sure. So. Yeah, very high. And, and again, that when you set those high expectations, it's hard to deliver on that high expectation. And it could still be badass. But if it's not like completely badass, then some people will look at it as a failure. But I, I hope they succeed because I do think um, if they do, uh, it could bring really uh, it could bring a tidal wave to the NFT space, hopefully in a good way, bringing in more users that maybe would not have jumped in had um, had they not um, seen, you know, some of these celebrities telling them about the project. So. On that note, we want to say thank you. Um, the podcast will be up sooner than it was this week. And on that note, check out Spotify. Uh, we are officially live with episode one from last week. Um, and and it was it was very surreal to post that um, and to have it show up instantly in Spotify. And I even double-checked it because I'm a nerd like that and went on my phone after I got done with it last night because I was editing a couple of things. And I was like, hey, let me check on Spotify. And it was instantly there. And I was like, Oh man, that is so dope to see that. Yeah. So Ben and I are very excited. This is definitely just. I gotta listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It is it is uh, just the beginning? We've got so much more coming. This was just one of the many projects that we're going to talk to. We've got some really awesome guests on the docket over the next couple of weeks. Um, check out the episode. Please do um, subscribe or follow the uh, follow the podcast. Listen to it. Share it with friends. Follow us on Twitter. Um, because again, we're going to be putting more, more content on there as well, and maybe hosting some Twitter spaces through that, um, through that Twitter. And then lastly, if you're watching, obviously you are all are watching on Twitch, give us a follow. Um, it does make a difference, um, down the road here. I think sooner than later, if you want to throw us a subscription, that's cool too. Um, because we really are here for the long haul. Ben and I had talked about it for a long time. And, and I feel like uh, now is the time to let it rip. And, and, and it's been a lot of freaking fun. And this is episode two. And I'm ready for episode 222 um, because I just I think that um, this has been a lot of fun. And there's just so much to unpack. And there's going to always be things changing in the space. Mm -hmm. And we hope that you get something from it and enjoy it, too. Like, we like to have a good time. I hope that's apparent. Yeah, man. So, good again. Yeah. yeah, as always, second time actually seeing Ben in the flesh via camera. <laughs> We've talked a million times, but uh, seen his face uh, a second time. So again, thanks, Ben. Thank you to the yeah, listeners. Man. Appreciate y'all in the chat. Like you guys are making me laugh legitimately um, when you're posting some of those messages. So thank you for that. Um, and, and again, check out uh, Cypher Squares and check out other awesome smaller projects that may be on a slow burn because just because they're on a slow burn does not mean they're not going to make it. Um, I think it could be potentially the opposite. So mm -hmm. on that note, I'm going to say good night. Enjoy the rest of your couple hours of hump day, and we will catch you on the flip side. This episode of Talking Heads was sponsored by Deadheads NFT. The dead will rise. <laughs>